Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Monday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in across the state or it may be online. We're glad to have you. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. The full gang is here, Bob, Kelly, and Luke. We're glad you're with us as well. Now, normally on Mondays, of course, we have Will Hall. And uh, Lee Roberts, but uh, because of the delay uh, in the game being played oddly on Tuesday night, we will uh, have those guys on the show with us Wednesday. But we're delighted to have Kane Womack, who is the head coach of the Golden Eagles opponent tomorrow night, South Alabama, introduce him in just a second. First, I want to remind you, though, about Dickie's Barbecue Pit and the uh, great food they serve seven days a week. Also, the fact that they'll cater any event for you, large or small, it's always good, it's always fresh, and it's always Dickie's, Dickie's Barbecue here in Hattiesburg. Kane Womack is the head football coach at uh, South Alabama, uh, former Golden Eagle football player. Learned prior to this, today's show, though, that he, he played two years at Arkansas and actually went to school in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and something I don't think we were aware of. But, Coach, welcome uh, Welcome to the show. So you were a Razorback before you became a Golden Eagle. Hey, uh, glad to be on with you guys. Yeah, we, um, you know, really, um, the, my family uh, is is from that that kind of northwest Arkansas, southwest Missouri. My dad grew up around Branson, Missouri, and worked on boats and all that thing. Uh, those things, and my mom uh, is kind of from uh, you know all, all over North Arkansas, east and west. And so they met at the University of Arkansas in 1978. My dad was a graduate assistant for Lou Holtz, and Monty Kiffin was the defensive coordinator. And, and uh, in fact, I think my dad took over uh, a graduate assistant job for Pete Carroll. So, uh, really special time then. So that's you know that's certainly you know uh, home for us in a lot of ways. And, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know you would, we would certainly call Hattiesburg uh, home. Uh, you know, just I spent. Uh, my childhood there, and then obviously came back for college. My wife Melissa, her family still uh, lives in Hattiesburg. She she grew up went to Oak Grove and uh, was also a Golden Eagle. She was actually our student body president at Southern Miss uh, during the time. So she, if anybody of you know you guys that have met her, she's by far the more impressive person in our marriage. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, special times in in uh, in Fayetteville and and in Hattiesburg. And people that uh, I lived up uh, in Greenville for a long time, right on the border, I think it's fair to say, Coach, and it, it, if you're not familiar with the state of Arkansas, you don't have any understanding of just how rabid a fan base the Razorbacks have. Yeah. 
Well, you know, really, um, you're you're the only show in the state. You know, um, and and I, I, you know, when you when you think about that, there's really no pro teams. Um, you know, Arkansas State has has really improved. Um, you know, just in terms of of where what they've done in football in the last decade or so. Uh, but when I was going to school there, you know, it was it, 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 they did not have as much success. And so really, you know, it was kind of just it's Arkansas and it's Arkansas football and basketball. And uh, and so, you know, it's a it's a special place, you know, when they when they get those uh, hogs calling and and, uh, and and that fan base is rolling and all those things, there's very much high expectations there. But uh, but also some really uh, we had some great moments. Um, my second year there, we went to an SEC championship and. I was fortunate enough to go in, you know, come in the same freshman classes. Darren McFadden and Felix Jones and Peyton Hillis was a year above us and all that. So it, it was it was really special times. No question. Great place. No question about that. Fayetteville, beautiful place as well. All right, Coach, so now you're at South Alabama. You've had really a lot of success there. Uh, what What has been the key to the great success you've enjoyed there? Well, I, I, think, um, I think, you know, uh, me, I, I had been here before as the defensive coordinator and under the first head coach, Joey Jones. And I think, you know, with our regional footprint, um, the growth in the city of Mobile, um, the opportunity uh, to, to, to put great resources into into our athletics programs and, and particularly our football program in the last five years, right, you, you saw what this place was capable of. Um, I think, you know, just having the right recipe of the right coaching staff, right accountability systems in place, uh, right um, energy to engage this community. You know, we live in a very football-rich state, um, just, you know, as, as you guys do as well. Uh, but in, in, in Mobile, you know, this is, this is Mobile's football team. And so, you know, we can be fans of Auburn or Alabama or Ole Miss, Mississippi State, whatever it may be. But if you live in this community, you're a part of what we're doing at South Alabama and particularly our football team. And so I think, you know, the community has really uh, started to lean into that. And we're going to talk specifically about the game tomorrow night with Southern Miss in a moment, uh, Coach Womack. But I wanted to ask you the question that most people ask, you know, the regular guy on the street about your team this year. You go to Stillwater and blow out a Big 12 opponent in Oklahoma State. And then you struggle against, you know, a couple of other teams that maybe, let's just say, aren't as good as Oklahoma State. So you talked about identity, your team's identity at Media Day. So how would you describe that identity now? And and is your team fulfilling yeah. that identity? No, that's a really great question. Uh, before I answer that, though, you know, Kelly, you really can't call me Coach Womack. It makes me uncomfortable, you know, given that you were my coach and, and nine years old baseball. But, uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I think, um, you know, I think teams on the front end of the year um, are, are forming an identity from, from season to season. And uh, I've, I've said this publicly before i think we've seen the best of our team and i've seen we've seen the worst of our team in in our first six games and so uh when we uh uh you know basically don't have self-inflicted wounds um we're a pretty good football team and when we give up explosive plays for touchdowns on defense and we're a little inconsistent to start off drives offensively or we don't take care of the ball at the right time um you know we've we've cost ourselves and we've earned three losses um, that, you know, that really you, you kind of have to point the finger right back at yourself in terms of, of we did not play well enough uh, to win those games. And so I think our players have had a real urgency from that. I've seen some of the leaders on our team 
start to, you know, really push um, the, the level of urgency to some of our younger players, some of the guys that are going to be out there on the field. Um, and, uh, and I think, you know, we're, we're playing with a hunger right now um, that, that, you know, we did not play with consistently uh, throughout the year. So some really good things, but, um, but to me, everybody's got issues at the beginning of the season. It's all about, like, how do you fix those things and how do you adjust um, moving forward and, and I'm, uh, I'm certainly ready to go fight with this team on the back half of the season. And we're going to get Luke Johnson here in just a second. My final question in this segment, uh, Kane, with your, with your permission. <laughs> <laughs> with your permission. Um, this Southern Miss team has, I mean, you, you're still dealing with 18 to 22-year-old young men, kids slash young men. You know, subconsciously, they're probably thinking, this is a Southern Miss team we ought to be able to handle tomorrow night. But that, on the coaching level, has to scare you to death doesn't it? You know, I think there are moments like that, right? There's certainly games where maybe you're not as, um, you don't know that team as well, or, you know, they're out of sight of your conference or, or might be an FCS opponent or whatever. I, I think our players know the history and tradition uh, of, of Southern Miss football. And we've got a lot of players from Mississippi, a lot of players from Alabama, um, you know, and, and now with Southern Miss coming into the league, like I, I don't, I would not anticipate us, you know, um, feeling that way, playing that way. I think our guys are really geared up, and I think our guys have also seen when you don't play each snap like it's the most important play of the game, um, anybody can beat anybody. And, you know, we've, we've seen that on the first half of our season. I will say this. Th- this, is, uh, this is a football team that we're going to play tomorrow night that is certainly better uh, than I think what their record shows. Um, when you look at it, they've had some hardships. They haven't. Uh, executed at some of the right times, um, and and that obviously is is led to their 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 record at this point. Uh, but the, they're certainly a very capable football team, um, and one that, that you know that we're going to have to play really well against tomorrow. Luke, Kane, about a minute left. Yeah, just to follow up on that, finish that thought before we hit the first commercial break. Is you mentioned you've seen the best of your team and the worst of your team. I'm, I think Southern Miss fans feel like they haven't seen the best that this team can do. It's usually offense off one week or defense off one week. As a coach who knows that possibly you haven't experienced that with your opponent, does it cause you to scheme any differently? Well, I, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, and, and this sounds like coach speak, but, like, you really have to just focus on, on yourselves and getting better at what you're doing. Um, I do think that, you know, we we have played complementary football at times, um, and then there's been times where you know we give up an explosive play for a touchdown on defense. We go right back out offensively, um, and and you know uh, go three and out right or turn the ball over or pick six like we had against James Madison. But those types of things right are not complementary football. And really, you know you've seen great moments from Southern Miss's defense from their offense and special teams. But unfortunately, they just haven't been able to put those things together at the right times. And so it's certainly a very capable football team uh, when, when they will do that. And, and I, I would imagine that day is coming sooner than later. We're talking to South Alabama head football coach and former Golden Eagle great Kane Womack. Uh, coach has agreed to stick around for another segment. We're grateful for that. Going to have more conversation uh, with Coach Womack right on the other side of this short break.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, this segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net on Hardy Street. Miss Kathleen, of course, great selection of Southern Miss apparel. Seven days a week. She never, she never quits working. <clears throat> Excuse me. Open seven days a week. You can also shop them online at CampusBookmart.net. Later in the show, we're going to be previewing Kelly's trip to New Orleans tomorrow. He'll be at Media Day for basketball. We have some breaking and unfortunate news regarding the basketball team. Uh, we'll get to all of that and then a quick recap of what happened in the Sun Belt uh, football-wise. But right now, we want to turn to our conversation uh, with South Alabama head coach Kane Womack. Coach, I heard you talking uh, during the break, and you were talking about the parity in the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, any it's an old saying, I know, but on any given Saturday, anybody can beat anybody. You really believe that's true? Well, I think in this league it is for sure. Um, you know, I think there's there's matchups um, in, in leagues where you have a, a big talent gap, right, from the upper echelon of, of, a, of a conference to the bottom. Um, but in, in, in the Sun Belt, I think that's what's making us, you know, um, uh, a very healthy league right now. You know, really um, – you, you look, you know, take take last season as an example. You know, you had teams like us and Troy that kind of finished at the at the top, Coastal Carolina. Um, but even teams that finished maybe in the bottom of our conference standings had notable wins against some of the better teams in our league. And um, when you look at that, I think that's an indication of a very healthy league. But you know, that doesn't just happen, you know, by by happenstance, right? It, it's look at the resources that have been put into some of these. These football programs look at the you know the recruiting footprint and some of the transfer portal things that now some of these power five teams are taking players out of the transfer portal and so some young high school players are are you know for lack of a better term right you know falling to a group of five conference and all of a sudden you know they have resources to be developed the right way um, and so I think you're getting some some really great football um, that you know that we're starting to see here and and I think we'll see for for years to come in the Sun Belt. How do you feel about the NIL world and the transfer portal and all these changes in college football that if you'd have asked us ten years ago we'd have laughed and said ah oh, that could never happen. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I will say this, and, and uh, I thought my dad, you know, obviously, you know, Dave Womack had a you know, tremendous 38-year career in college football, had some great defenses at, at Southern Miss, and, and I'm going to be, you know, uh, I'm going to brag on him and say that's an understatement when I say that. There were some phenomenal defenses back in the day. Um, but, uh, you know, he mentioned, he's like, you know, uh, when all these things were coming down, He's like, I've seen this game change so much over the years. And, yes, this is a big change, but the game is ever-evolving. And I think that's one of the reasons why he had, you know, great defenses for over three decades is he was always evolving and changing with the times. And I think we have to do the same, be it from an organizational standpoint, schematically, how we engage some of these young men. Um, I think the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness um, puts a little bit more um, weight into the student athletes' hands. Some of those things are good. Um, some of those things are, are challenging to navigate with an 18 to 22 year old. Um, but but name, image, and likeness, you know, in and of itself is a good thing. Um, you know, nobody talks about this, but if you were if you were a math major or if you were a, um, a music major, you could go outside of your degree and and utilize your skill set to make money during your college years, right? And a student athlete couldn't do that just because, 
you know, some NCAA guidelines. And I don't think that's fair. I think they should be able to be compensated, you know, for their name, image, and likeness and the things that they, they, they produce um, on a field or court or whatever it may be. Are we struggling through how to navigate some of those things? Absolutely. Um, and those things will continue to happen for a little bit. But I think as we start to get more transparency, as, you know, some of the market value settles a little bit, um, I, you know, I think we'll, we'll find our way to, to navigate through uh, uh, things in football just like we always have. Good. Luke? Just to let you know, Jake Lang, I think, uh, has has taken over the marketing for the greatest holder in the history of Southern Miss. So if you want to get in on that race <laughs> on a, from a historical perspective, can you you better – anyway, he's, it's pretty funny what he's doing with all that. All right, I don't think I've ever asked you this uh, before. I asked Latrell Pollard up at Jones College this. What, what percentage of the defense that Kane Womack runs now has still the old school Thompson Womack and even some of the early two thousand Knicks Southern Miss influence with it. Well, um, the the nuts and bolts. I mean, our our system, a lot of our verbiage, all those things are are the same. I mean, we've we've ran the same defense um, uh, in 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 system, you know, for a very long time, and all those things established, you know, with with my dad and John Thompson, Tyrone Nix, and and those days of the 2000s and then you know my dad and john left and tyrone took over and then jay hobson came in and you know really all those great defenses over over under those four coordinators you know were this similar terminology or really the same terminology early on what has changed though are some of the schemes that we have evolved to that we didn't have back then so some things are the same some things have um you know we don't run anymore because we don't see you know 21 personnel high pro uh, quite as much. And so uh, what I will say is when my dad um, and John, um, around the same time that Bud Foster, Gary Patterson, those guys were kind of the first that really evolved to the four-two-five defense, that portion of, of that Southern Miss defense back in the day has really what we have all evolved to, right, that we all took uh, moving forward. And then there's been some things that we've just kind of you know, schematically adjusted. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, in 2014 at Ole Miss, my dad and, and then myself as the D coordinator at Eastern Illinois, we started running some of the Seattle Seahawks uh, vision cover three. We were such a matchy defense. We were playing man-to-man. Even when we were in zone, it was all about matching guys up and playing man through your zones. And then all of a sudden it was like, hey, let's put our eyes on the quarterback and react to him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that, that changed some of the things that we're doing. So I don't mean to go too far down the rabbit no, hole with you, but – but I would say, you know, I would say the nuts and bolts, the base of, of, of our stuff is, is still very similar. Really, really cool how old school Southern Miss defense impacts football nationally today. All right, last question for me. I'll throw it to Kelly. Uh, a guy that uh, Southern Miss fans should be aware of tomorrow night, Colin Lacey, uh, over 100, 100 yards in all your games this year, but once. He did have 800 yards last year, but he is just, we could talk Carter Bradley, we could talk LaDamian Webb, but Lacey's been explosive for you this year. Yeah, you know, Colin has been really special. It's been fun to watch him grow. Um, you know, he if you if if you've ever been around Colin, um he just he's a quiet person, um, works his tail off every single day in practice. You know, sometimes you get receivers and they and they, they got a little more flash, a little more flair to them. Uh Colin Lacey is kind of the opposite of what you would think in a in a normal receiver. He's just kind of a keep to himself, does his job, he works really hard. Um, and he's he, and he's probably one of the most consistent players, both in practice and, and now on game day. Uh, you know he gets rewarded for those things. But uh, 
but certainly, you know, what he has been able to do, Carter Bradley is a big piece of that. Um, and then certainly, you know, we've, we're just now getting to the point to where LaDamian Webb is in a healthy position and, and very fortunate to, to have him, too. As, as we begin winding down our conversation with uh, South Alabama head football coach Kane Womack, Kane, James Madison to me is an interesting uh, piece of this puzzle in the Sun Belt because they're not eligible supposedly to play for the conference championship, supposedly not bowl eligible under, except under certain circumstances. But realistically, it's, it's not far-fetched to say that this team could wind up undefeated. They could run the table. Especially, look, they made believers out of me after they made mincemeat out of Georgia Southern this past weekend. So, so what do we do? You don't make the call, but what do we do with the James Madison situation if they run the table and can't go anywhere? Yeah, you know, I mean, those things really are un- unfortunate. Uh, and I, I don't, I'll be honest, I, I'm not probably well brushed up on all the details of what it takes to transition an FCS program to the FBS level. And, you know, I think sometimes, right, it's easy to just at face value say, okay, well, this team should deserve, you know, whatever. But I don't know exactly what all went into those decisions either. So uh, I'm not saying that it's the wrong decision, but on a personal level and and professionally as a head coach, I just want to see teams rewarded for what they put on the field. Amen. Um, and, uh, and for me, you know, I love, um, I love our football team. I love the game of football. I love the Sun Belt. Um, I felt like we, you know, did some things not well enough in that game and earned a loss. Um, but that team played really consistent against us. They played consistent against Troy and found a way to win both those games. Um, and if they come up at the end, you know, they probably should be rewarded. Coach, it's always great to have you on the Eagle Hour. We really appreciate your time and uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck uh, in your growing uh, coaching career. Thank you, sir. Well, I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, Jay's up and Elio. Thanks, All Coach. Right. <laughs> All right. Really appreciate Kane Womack, head football coach at the University of South Alabama. Great guy. And uh, uh, you heard me talking to him before the show. He apparently grew up in my neighbor's house, Gary Grubb, famous <laughs> yeah. actor, Kane. And his son is, uh, I believe, the director of player personnel. For Foot- football ops. Football operations. Football yeah, operations. Logan. Yeah. And it's, it's just, here it is, two Southern Miss guys right down the road doing that. You know, I, I, Guys, I thought it was really intriguing. Just I didn't realize – I knew that it had affected – I'm talking about the defensive schemes. But you even hear him now saying – we've heard it at junior college level, we've heard it now uh, in a Sun Belt, and he threw out some Power 5 names in there, how the old-school Southern Southern Miss defense still to this day impacts major college football. Yeah, it was crazy. pretty daggum electric. And Jay Hobson is on his staff now at South Bell. Hey, the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, you can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And we thank all of you guys that uh, let us know how much you do that. Really do appreciate it. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we want to thank uh, head football coach Kane Womack, of course, the football coach at South Alabama. Such a great guy. Uh, so many Hattiesburg connections. Hadn't been, that's not the first time he's been on the show. And Let me tell you something. As a guy that books this show now for 10 years, head football coaches that will come on and give you 30 minutes, like Kane Womack and our football coach, 
rare, Kelly Sanders. They are. Rare. They're, they're really rare. The, and the fact that, that Will is willing to do it every single week. Correct. And I'll tell you this. Um, one of the reasons why I love Will Hall is he doesn't dodge things. No, he hasn't dodged nothing. Well, no. last week, I don't even think I, I mentioned this, and I was telling some some of our uh, some people, that we were just having conversations last week. I said, uh, you know, he always – he always likes wants to talk about like what what fans want to talk about, and so last week I asked him about red zone play calling, and what did he do? He walked us through all nine play calls on all three drives inside the tent, right? right. Not dodging, and, and admitted some of them weren't the best, but right. yeah, for guys like him and him and Kane, rare. rare. I think I think they understand uh, the dynamics these days that that you know people do want access and be able to ask questions mm-hmm. but the fact is knowing that that we give that opportunity and, and they come on so appreciate yeah. call old miss and see what luck you get getting their football coach on see what how, see how many radio interviews nick saban is going to do this week and and you'll appreciate will hall and you appreciate uh, guys like came on mike speaking of coach hall thursday he'll be on the show we're going to give him Wednesday to kind of digest what happened on Tuesday night, and then he's going to come on Thursday with a complete analysis of the game. And for and for that, we are grateful. Town & Country Cleaners, we're grateful for you, too. You're Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaning service, family-owned and operated since 1983. They offer services that include steaming, curtains, rugs, and, of course, dry cleaning, where you can be GQ like me and Kelly every day. Visit Town & Country Cleaners at our convenient location across from the USM County. Don't look at me and Kelly and think that's what's going to happen if you go to Town & Country Cleaners. You will look good if you go to Town & Country Cleaners. Basketball-wise, Bob, do you want to start with the good news or bad news? Let's start with the bad news, Luke. Yeah, Ben Milam uh, from Big Gold Nation reporting earlier this morning. um, One of the two Golden Eagles in that now-famous picture with Angela Getty. Leviat, the seven-footer is undergoing ACL surgery today. Will cause him to miss the 2023 and 24 season. Ben reporting this on Twitter. Apparently suffered the tear in JUCO last year and was originally misdiagnosed. He will still have three years of eligibility remaining. So the tough news on that is, of course, you lose a guy, but you lose one of your bigs. And this is you know a team that is going to be smaller than bigger. Crazy good ball handling, crazy good shooters. Coach Ladner talked to us about that uh, on Friday, but it's tough that you lose Absolutely. one of you guys that could big rebounder and big presence down low. All right, Kelly will be in New Orleans tomorrow, Mr. Sander, at Media Day. And actually the good news, as Luke has reported the bad news, the good news, even though it's they haven't even tipped the basketball off yet, but a – conglomeration of all of the preseason publications, Athlon, ESPN, you know, Sporting News, all those, combine all those together, and the preseason Sunbelt coaches poll will come out tomorrow at Media Day. But when you combine all these publications together, Southern Miss is the projected number one team in the Sunbelt Basketball Conference this year. Followed closely by Louisiana, which you remember how electric it was last year at Reed Green when those two teams uh, got together. And, of course, a lot of it is based on last year, right? In order to be the man, you got to beat the man. Southern Miss projected uh, to be number one. Austin Crowley will be at Media Day with Jay Ladner tomorrow. All of the coaches 
on the men's side at Media Day in New Orleans. That's going to be televised on ESPN+. Plus. Each coach is going to have about 20 minutes with their player. So if you can't make it to New Orleans tomorrow, uh, you will be able and are interested, you'll be able to follow all of the coverage on ESPN+. Plus. Two of the schools in the Sun Belt, Arkansas State and Georgia Southern, have new basketball coaches. Interestingly, they were both assistant coaches together at Alabama. And now they are the head coach of two separate Sunbelt programs and will be going up against each other. All right, Luke, you're, you're our stat man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but hasn't Dominique Davis been named the preseason player of the year? In the yes, on the, on the women's side, team-wise, the, the Lady Eagles uh, picked to finish third behind JMU and Troy. But, yeah, like you just said, Dominique Davis selected to the preseason all-Sunbelt first team as well as the uh, the 2023-24 preseason player of the year. Yeah. So, uh, good Did they stuff pick them in yet? Have they picked them in, Luke? Um, I have not seen it yet. I haven't yet. either, no. The, uh, the, the preseason poll, Southern Miss got one first-place vote, and uh, they're followed by Old Dominion, Georgia Southern, Louisiana for the top six. Hmm. So tomorrow the men will be highlighted at the uh, Sunbelt offices in New Orleans. The women will take center stage on Wednesday. But that's that's kind of the official beginning of basketball season. So we'll be able to – So, to, you know, yeah, tomorrow Sanders is going to be down there, and uh, I will, I'll be here um, in Laurel. And, uh, Kelly, we'll, we'll do two or three segments with you, and you're going to have some guests on live with us tomorrow. Yeah, Jay Ladner's time at the podium will actually be 1 o'clock, so we're going we're gonna to talk yeah. to – there. when you look at that schedule, obviously everybody in the West, the Eagles will play twice. Uh, but in the East, you know, they're going to play – they have to go to uh, Statesboro. In fact, I think it's maybe the day after Christmas they go to Statesboro to begin conference play uh, at Georgia Southern. So we'll get to talk to some of the coaches that will face – Southern Miss, and <laughs> what a difference a year makes. Right. They're going to be talking about how they're going to stop this Southern yeah. Miss team. And Michael Morgans will be producing a show from the uh, studio here in Hattiesburg. I don't think we uh, mentioned 4th Street Bar and Grill. No, we didn't, but that we need to. That will be the place to be tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Uh, there'll be Southern Miss football on every TV in the room, and I'm sure they've got some special stuff going on, Kelly. Yeah, and the, and they'll have the screens covered too, so if something bad happens and you'd like to throw a beverage or something, it's like like at the baseball stadium where they protect that million dollar scoreboard. Right, that's right. Yeah, they're going to be protecting the TV screen. But this uh, this weekend, you guys in Sunbelt football. Now you know we yeah. pick, we pick these games for fun. Well, Luke, Luke, I really thought Georgia Southern had a chance. Luke, but... I think I think James Madison proved they're the best team in the league. Oh my gosh! Yes, I mean that. I was really, 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 really. Can I say it again? Really surprised <laughs> at the score of that one. James Madison just just put them away. We look back and and recap over the weekend. And I will bring you updated pick standings in just a moment. Troy defeats Army nineteen to nothing um, on the road in West Point. Georgia State took care of Marshall. That was another one surprising in Atlanta forty one twenty four. Texas State scored with like less than a minute left to beat Monroe. They were down eleven in the fourth quarter, came back and won that one. But yeah, James Madison totally uh, taking the Fighting Heltons of Georgia Southern out forty one to thirteen. James Madison scored. They were up 20-6 to six at the half and scored three touchdowns in the third quarter uh, to make it, I think it was 41-7 to seven at that point, yeah. and Georgia Southern got one late. But Jordan McLeod threw for three touchdowns, and uh, James Madison 6-0 and right now. They got it all right, Kelly. They got it good. Boy, I, I, they made <laughs> believers out of me. I mean, because I, I just keep thinking at some point 
James Madison has to stub its toe. But the but they seem to the Dukes seem to be getting better as as yeah, time goes on. Their their whole athletic department pretty that gum impressive. And I, and I so. go yeah in the in the uh, the accumulation of those basketball polls that we we're talking about. James Madison's picked fourth behind yeah. Old Dominion. So I mean they're they're uh, all right about a minute and a half, Luke. Let's update the standings, Luke, in uh, football predictions. Still one to go. Um, Southern Miss at South Alabama tomorrow night. Jags now an eighteen and a half point favorite. But <laughs> Bob <laughs> picked correctly. James Madison. Uh, all three of us picked Troy. Uh, we all whiffed on Marshall at Georgia State. We all picked the herd. All uh, won Texas State by the hair on our chinny-chin-chin. Tulane scared us, guys. Memphis was up in that game, and Michael Pratt brought the wave back. Um, Kelly and I failed on the Oregon Ducks, of course, just a field goal wide right. That was a classic of a game. Bob picked the Huskies. Kelly, you were right uh, picking the Texans. The Saints do not have an offense, even though they have weapons on offense. Uh, the Vikings beat the Bears and the Lions. There was a lot of Lions fans yeah, in Tampa Bay. Lions, so like with Lions. one game to go this week, Bob seven and two, Kelly and I four and four, which means that Bob now has a three game lead on wow. Kelly and a two game lead on me until tomorrow night when the Golden Eagles are going to beat South Alabama. And I'm going to close within one of Bob. Wait a minute. Bob Getty is in the lead. <laughs> Where's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir singing Hallelujah, Bobby? I'm looking for it, Kelly. He's got it all. Who's picking what tonight? Now, that's important. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not officially uh, one of our picks. But, yeah, I mean, if we were to do that for, like, a bonus pick uh, tonight, Cowboys at the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers at home, man. I mean, I know Mike Williams is out. But, Excuse I me. mean, Dallas – uh, I mean, is, is really anybody? I'm sorry. The, the Browns I'm look. Too much fun. The Browns beat the 49ers yesterday. Yeah. I mean, does it does it really look like the 49ers are as dominating as they were? Is it Dallas just bad? No. Well, you got injuries now. The 49ers. McCaffrey's out. McCaffrey got hurt, and one of the receivers. Demo, what's his name? Uh, no, that's right. You're talking about the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. Debo Samuel. Got a lot of injuries. Yeah. I'm talking about Chargers at home tonight. I feel like they're going to throw all over the Cowboys. Bob Getty in the lead. We'll be right Take back. the sound effect machine away from him, will you please? Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on the Monday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com. They're on Hardy Street. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. If you missed uh, the first half of the show, we spent two segments with South Alabama head football coach, former Golden Eagle football player. Kane Womack, and appreciate his time. You can go back and listen to that on demand, supertalk.fm, or in podcast form. Just search for the Eagle Hour on Google Podcasts, Apple, or Google Play, I should say. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible. Fallen Oak Collegiate Invitational, 
down in Socher, Mississippi. Mississippi State leading the pack. Golden Eagles at sixth uh, overall out of the 11 teams. Robbie Ladder and Ryan Dupuy both tied for 16th overall. Ladder shot a 70 so far today. He is uh, two over. Uh, Dupuy is even today. So uh, Golden Eagles looking to make some noise down in Socher. Man, it's just been one of those years for volleyball. And what I mean by that is Lady Eagles dropped two matches to Texas State, and we brought this up last week with Coach Hazelwood. In, in the first match on Friday, they win the first set. They lose the second set by three points, and then they, they lose the match. The following day on Saturday, they lose all three sets by three points or less. Two mm. of them were by two points. It's just they are literally on the edge of uh, a few things going their way. Fall to 7-12, and 2-6 and six in the conference, but, man, just they've been really in every match they played. Head to Arkansas State on Thursday to take on um, the Lady Red Wolves on Thursday and Friday. Soccer over the weekend fell to um, Georgia Southern in Hattiesburg, 2-1, to one, um, looking to improve. They will head up to Boone uh, on this coming Thursday to take on the Lady Mountaineers at 5 p.m., 6-7, and seven, and one overall, 3-3-1 three, three, and one in Conference USA. Speaking of Boone, guys, this just was announced at lunch the time for kickoff for next Saturday uh, or, or Saturday week in Boone, 2.30 Central Time, ESPN Plus kickoff, the uh, Appalachian State Stadium, also called The Rock, and we'll call it The Little Rock for the sake of this show, uh, is, is sold out. Lauren and I will be there looking forward to a fabulous uh, day, but 2.30, and I assume it's going to be awesome in Boone next Saturday. How did you get tickets to that game, Luke? That game sold out early. I went to southernmiss.com, and because I'm an Eagle Club member, I requested tickets, and I was given tickets, Kelly. I purchased them. Wow. I, I pay – Bob, can we, can we just – can we explain something to Santa? I, I paid for something. Like, I actually pulled out – He looks really confused. Yeah. I, oh, actually, this one was a, a credit card, but it yeah. was – you know, it's tied no. into currency. Kelly, that's where you use money. your own money – to get something. No, I think it's that, that little machine that he brings with him everywhere and sets it up and punches all His those. His laptop. Laptop. Yeah. Do you have to have one of those? No, I think actually, I think on this one I called the ticket office and ordered over the phone. But I think the key I is that. you had to pay for the tickets. Yeah, that, I had to that's, pay for the that's where he loses you. Oh, yeah, the heck with that. Excited, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, we've got a we got a place to stay over in Beach Mountain and uh, going to spend Friday and Saturday in Boone and then go to the game. Now, can you hear Robin Leach in the background? Lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> I don't live in Cambridge. I have never lived in Cambridge. Don't even don't even start that. Lifestyles of the fat and lazy. This week's guest, Kelly Sanner of the Eagle Hour. I was about to say, Sanner, I was about to say Bob, Sanner, that, Sanner calling me fat and lazy. No, I no, I'm kind of, I just said with guest Kelly Sanner, you you're gonna have to Google Robin Leach, uh, Luke. I don't think you even know who Robin Leach is. But <clears throat> I, I don't. Check it out. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I say that to my daughter all the time. I, I wonder this this Tuesday, you know, how it's because I know Terrible. coaches, how coaches are, you know, routine oriented, you know, and I know it's the same for both teams, but I just wonder how that we, has affected things. 
we played Marshall my senior year on a Tuesday. It was like weird from a prep standpoint. You yeah. got you got a couple more days right, right to, to prepare. But you get in a rhythm where Saturday, 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 you know, occasionally Thursday, Saturday. I think one year we played on Thursday three times. But even a Thursday game, you still start the week the same. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of weird. You play like one game and, you know, like 14 days or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, here, here's the deal. I mean, you're the only show in town tomorrow night, and it's a national broadcast. And there's one other weird – the Eagles will play at Lafayette. Against the Cajuns, I think that's on a Thursday night. It's on a Thursday night. Yeah, is Thur- Thursday's a little more normal because the week. Yeah. Most of the time, they'll give the players like an extra day off on this, and then you start, so that once you start prep, you can actually you know continue. Is it. there you baseball get... tomorrow night? Playoff baseball tomorrow night? Yes, the Astros and the ALCS for what the seventh straight time or yeah. Who something won like that, that last night? You know, I who don't... won the baseball game last night between Texas and Houston? Rangers won two to nothing over the Astros, and they, they play again here in here what about an hour and a half. Here's some and, trivia, uh, and then tonight, Diamondbacks and the Phillies play at trivia seven. from my childhood. The Texas Rangers used to be the Kelly. Uh, were they the Washington Senators? Bingo, Kelly okay. Center, man, the man with more trivia between those ears than. Any 20 people I know. The Washington Senators, you're exactly right. What's Kosciuszko's uh, mascot killing? The Whippets. There we go. What is a Whippet? It's a breed of dog. dog. It's like a small greyhound. Gotcha. That's enough for one day. Kelly will be in New Orleans tomorrow, and presuming that he's not incarcerated at the end of the day, we'll be back in the studio on Wednesday. And my lunch will be free. And that's why he's going, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Southern <laughs> to the to top. The Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.